Welcome to the Waiver Wired Podcast on the Extra Points Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jen Piacenti, joined as always by my producer and partner in crime, Eddie Spaghetti. Spaghetti, uh, if you're watching us live, uh, you can see now that I'm doing the obligatory retweet, which always looks awkward on the video, but uh, it, it's, hopefully we can edit that out of this podcast. And if not, then just forgive this uh, 10, 10 second diatribe. Spaghetti, what is going on? Welcome to week 14. Final week before those fantasy playoffs. Crazy. I can't believe it went to buy this quick. I mean, uh, it's it's been a, a fun year, um, a weird Monday night football game for us. Uh, I'm seeing my Giants for the first time live in quite some time with probably Jake Fromm starting a quarterback for them, potentially, um, unless Mike Lennon clears his concussion protocol. So maybe not a great upcoming weekend of football for me. Yeah, well, let me ask you, I mean, as a Giants fan, because this is, you know, we got to hit the news of the day. And it is some of the news for today that Jake sure. Fromm might be starting this game. Would you rather have Mike Lennon than Jake Fromm? You would? Oh, I mean, it's Jake Fromm all the way. No shot. We've seen enough. There's a reason why Mike Lennon is who he is. Jake Fromm was a guy at Georgia who was good. We thought maybe he'd be an earlier pick. Wasn't obviously was like, you know, a four string practice squad guy. Giants bring him on. Now he may be starting. Look, I tweeted like I've probably seen Jake Fromm have better games than I've seen Daniel Jones in his entire career because at Georgia he was Pretty good. So, you know, you're going to get with Mike Lennon. Giants offense is not scoring points, whether it's Jason Garrett, offensive coordinator or Freddie Kitchens. Uh, I know they're deal- dealing with a litany of injuries, but like just put him, put the kid in, see what he could do. I mean, the Chargers are a far superior team. Like what else do you have to lose at this point? Well, well, this is what what could make this interesting here, Spaghetti, because I've, I've got some news for you right now. The spread Giants plus nine and a half. Does it get any more enticing to you if I tell you that not only is Keenan Allen on the COVID list, so is Mike Williams. Dagger to my heart. Uh, really upset about this one. Um, I guess it's Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer time. Potentially, of course, there's always an outside chance these guys can clear protocols for Sunday. But whether it's Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm, is this a sucker bet for me to take the Giants here plus nine and a half? I, normally, Giants I would. Defense has been better. R- well, I was just going to say that. I was going to say nine and a half is a lot of points. Uh, the best chance the Giants have to score touchdowns is from their defense, which is a very sad statement right. to make. Which is why I'm staying away from the Giants. I mean, when you're coming, when you're looking at their stats and their left tackle Andrew Thomas has more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony combined, it's like, well, what are we doing here? Uh, like I said, Giants defense better chance of scoring touchdowns. So I think Justin Herbert and whoever is you know healthy and on the field with the Chargers, they'll score. Uh, more than nine and a half points, wherever the Giants score is. So I, I feel supremely confident the Chargers will will uh, whip the Giants in this one. They'll just do it with like Jared Cook and whoever they can. Hundred percent. I mean, look, the, yeah, and get, but the defense has been good, but we all know this. Like the longer the defense stays in the field, they're prone to be giving up points, and it's just going to happen. The, the, the Giants' offense does not sustain drives. It's it's a real. It's one of the worst offenses we've seen in like recent NFL history spoken like a true Giants fan and I am a true Cowboys fan as you know and the reports are that Cowboys are almost at 100 percent um I want to take a second to address Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard and everybody going woo woo for Tony Pollard I love Tony Pollard too guys but realistically can we stop with the Tony Pollard is better than Zeke Elliott and he's as good as Nick Chubb averaging 5.6 yards per carry this season or whatever of course he is he has seen so many less carries. When you're handling the bulk of the workload, it's a completely different thing. But yes, I think it would be great if Tony Pollard got a little bit heavier load this week so we could rest Zeke. And I got to say, you know, the fact that Zeke doesn't want to rest, I like that. So I think that we have to stop talking crap about Zeke all the time. You know, he's not the most charming. Um, but I still think Zeke gets some goal line carries. So I understand we should be aware for our fantasy lineups this week. It's going to be, uh, but I still am not sitting Zeke. I know a lot of people are. So that's where I am on that. And this is a must-win week for you guys, uh, for most of you. I want to talk a little bit about strategy on this episode. We'll get to that in a moment. So let's quickly drop out. Oh, Logan Thomas out for season, if you didn't hear that news. So a really, really good pickup, Ricky Seals-Jones. Um I don't think there is a better schedule upcoming than Dallas, Philadelphia, Dallas, Philadelphia for a tight end. I mean, Philadelphia absolutely is just 
can't defend the tight end whatsoever. And Dallas isn't so great at it either. So Ricky Seals Jones, that's the way to go. And it's an offense where they don't really have a set number two target. So that easily could be Ricky Seals Jones. They like to target their tight end. And then finally, um, last piece of news, it does look like Justin Fields will be the starter for Chicago. You know, as you know, or as Aaron Rodgers certainly likes to remind you, he owns the Bears. So I don't know how much you are interested in starting Justin Fields this week, but he will be the starter, it looks like, for Sunday. So it's kind of the big news for the day. But what's even bigger news is the special guests we have for you today. We're going to talk playoff strategies. We're going to talk whether or not you can trust certain quarterbacks, what to do for these all-important lineups this Sunday. It is my friend, my pal, the co-host of Alarm After Hours on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, John and Pemba. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Jen. Eddie, it's uh, great to be with you guys. Glad to do a little talk a little football with you. For sure. Um, Eddie, John, I love making introductions. Have you guys met before? Uh, haven't we think we follow each other on Twitter, but uh, haven't had a formal uh, formal conversation quite yet. I think one of my favorite parts about hosting the Wave Wired podcast is being a fantasy matchmaker because yeah. it's it's fun, and then we can all ask each other. Like, I don't know about you, but like, if they were if they were an analyst, I was going to text at the last minute and ask who should I start. John and Pimpa would be at the top of that list. Like, oh, if okay. I was feeling nervous about my own selections, John and Pimpa would be at the top of that list. So, Eddie, if you need. Someone smarter than me. It's, it's I got to say, it's a real treat for me every week. Uh, just these A-plus guests we bring in here, Jen, thanks to you. And uh, I, I hear them speak, and then their their tweets, and I get all the fantasy info. So I really reap the benefits here. It's, it's awesome being a part of the show and uh, meeting the very knowledgeable fantasy folks we've had on WaverWire. So we're going to we're going to use you for all we can, John Pimba. And I wanted to start out today by talking about playoff strategies. And also want to say, by the way, um, Remember when we were co-hosting a show on Series XM and we decided to do a best ball draft? Yes. Totally taking that thing down in Pemba. I am. Is that you in first place? I, I was admit. wondering. So, wow. Thanks what for the money. <laughs> I hope it holds anyway. <laughs> we did, we did quite a few. I've had varying levels of success. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad to see that one of us is uh, going to make some money. Yeah, I, I only did one uh, best ball on underdog, but I, I logged in and I was like, well, this is fun news because you forget about those. You know, you draft and you forget about them. So I guess I yeah. I picked Cooper Cup in that draft. Well, that'll do it. I did a, I did one that I had accidentally realized it was a slow draft and I just kind of let it auto pick. And uh, that one ended up giving me uh, both Jonathan Taylor uh, and Cooper Cup as well. So that one, oh, that, nice. that team is doing well. None of my own decision making, just completely computerized. <laughs> Uh, auto pick there on the slow draft. So uh, kudos, kudos to the, uh, to the gods there for that one. Yes. All right. Let's talk a little bit about playoff strategies. I assume how many, how many of your leagues are you going into the playoffs in? Uh, I want to say probably four or five. I, I was in about eight leagues this year. I had some injuries in other ones. McCaffrey kind of killed me in a lot of leagues that I had the early picks, but uh, we're doing pretty well. You know, we're, you know, it's not necessarily the number one team in the playoffs, but I mean, we're getting there. We're, we're reaching in. Did you make it to Scott Fishpole this year? I did. I'm 10 and 3, Jen. 10 and 3 going into Scott Wow. Oh, Impressive. Yeah. Eddie, are you going to the playoffs this year in your leagues? You are, right? I, I am. And I have a, a very, very uh, funny story to talk about if we want to get into that now. Let's I, do it. I needed, so I needed 10 point. I had a 10 point cushion versus my brother. Not a great team uh, for him. And he had Singletary and Dawson Knox going for, for his squad. And I had Kendrick Bourne and uh, Hunter Henry on mine. I know, Jen, you had Kendrick Bourne needing him for a few leagues, right? So obviously, yes, we know about the, the bad weather going to that game, but I felt pretty good. Like, what is a team really going to not throw the ball that much? Like, the number one tight end, number one receiver, they'll get targets eventually. And the game just kept going and it, it never happened. They were, so I got zero from them. And my brother ended up getting, I think, six points and change from them. So I was like really white knuckling it to the very end with Mac Jones only throwing three passes uh, and just running the ball down the throat of the Bills. And I luckily won by three and a half, three and change uh, points. And I, I clinched a playoff spot. So that was uh, probably the most exhilarating fantasy experience. It was one of the weirdest football games I've ever watched in my life. It was a really First. weird football game. I did not enjoy it, um, but I did take your Patriots in Pemba. Good, that was a good decision. Good decision. I feel like I feel like it was. I felt like it was too obvious. Like I kind of feel that it's too obvious to take the Steelers plus the points this week too. So I'm wondering if it's a trap, but that's a different 
conversation altogether. So let's talk about these playoffs. Um, one thing I, I like to caution people about is uh, this is the last week of buys. So if you already know that you have a playoff berth, don't go around doing crazy things to, to win this week. You know, just get your team set up for the weeks in the future. And so I want to kind of look towards the weeks in the future. Now there will be some people maybe having to make some drops this week. So right after waivers run, go ahead and, and take a look ahead, see what you can do. Cause you can still make your Sunday morning pickup. Right. And you can make it for next week in most leagues. So we're, we're going to get sneaky here because we're not playing around. We want to win. Um, and one thing we can look at for sure also is defenses. So and Pemba, I just kind of want to get your feeling like which defenses are you targeting for the playoffs? And do you have any playoff strategies or anybody else to for us to target? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting, obviously, depending on leagues and, and which way you're going to go with it. But one of the best playoff matchups uh, schedule-wise that I've been talking a lot about uh, has been the 49ers. Uh, if you look at how they go ahead uh, and finish the year, they have Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston uh, as the three playoff uh, teams that they'll face uh, for the fantasy playoffs. So any spot that I've had an opportunity uh, to acquire a 49ers player, or especially if their defense uh, was kind of laying around out there, that there were a team that I was going to go ahead uh, and try to target. So for me, you know, the 49ers defense and just the 49ers uh, team in general uh, was a matchup that I was really looking to go ahead and target. So uh, they're probably my number one. Uh, another defense that I was looking to target, and they got a little bit of a blow uh, here today uh, with Jamal Adams going down. But Seattle, again, after you get past their week 14, uh, or 15 rather, where they have the Rams, uh, they go ahead and they face Chicago at home and Detroit at home. Uh, those are two teams, if you're looking at a playoff matchup, getting a home you know, a home game against two offenses that are suspect, uh, you know, that, that definitely sets you up for a little bit of success there uh, in the playoff round. So in targeting defenses, uh, those are two that may be available. The Bears could very well be available uh, on your waiver wire. And while you may have looked at, uh, or Seattle rather, you may have looked at what they've been doing this season, you kind of have to put that aside and look at the matchups that they have. And you know, teams like that can go a long way. And speaking of Seattle, I want to ask you, can we trust Russ Wilson this weekend? Because is there a better matchup for him to get back on track than versus Houston? And I know it's been completely frustrating for fantasy managers to watch DK Metcalf basically get ignored. Yeah. Tyler Lockett has been good here and there. Luckily, I, I have him in one league, and he's been good for me when he's been good. But for those of us that have, or actually it's not me, coincidentally, it wasn't that I didn't target Russ, it just didn't work out. But for those people that have Russ, can we trust him this week? I mean, he's certainly tempting to. He's facing the Texans. Yeah, listen, he's actually been okay from a fantasy perspective the last couple of weeks, you know, multiple touchdown passes in, in both of those games. Um, and I think what's helping is the fact that they don't really have a running game right now. Uh, you know, relying mm -hmm. on Rashad Penny or Adrian Peterson or Alex Collins, you know, they're not really able to move the football. Uh, and now they have a matchup against Houston. Throwing the football is the best way for them to score points right now. So, uh, yeah, listen, I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. Again, I like the schedule that they have uh, down the stretch of the playoffs. And, Right, it's been it's been a lot of Tyler Lockett lately, but I did like that Metcalf started to get a bit more involved uh, this past week. I kind of felt like uh, after his one catch performance the week before uh, that there was going to be sort of an effort to get him more involved uh, in in last week's game. We, we saw that a little bit, um, but certainly this is a game where you know there's not much talent in that secondary. He's a guy that can get deep and blow by second safeties and cornerbacks, and and maybe there'll be some big plays there. I expect a few shots to go towards Metcalf, but this is certainly a matchup where I think Russell Wilson should be uh, cooking, we'll say. Hope you're right. Um, as far as running backs for Seattle, you know, again, Houston's a really good matchup, right, for the running back, but who do we go to? Do you have any interest in Adrian Peterson? Because I look at this, and Texans have surrendered like 13 touchdowns across yeah. 12 games to opposing running backs, so I'm thinking, well, standard league, or if I just need someone in an emergency, in one league, I, I am in an emergency because I had Christian McCaffrey, I have Jonathan Taylor on by, I have like Mark Ingram, you know, all of this. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, I feel like he might be the best plug and play, maybe even better than Rashad Penny. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's mm -hmm. it's, it's about the high leverage carries, right? He's getting those in the red zone. We even saw that when he was with Tennessee for the, right. the few short weeks that he was there. It's like he was getting the red zone carries. He scored the touchdowns. He got the touchdown last week. You know, but what, what are you expecting here? It is a plus matchup, but eight for 30 and a score maybe is like a ceiling. I mean, they gave 10 carries to, to Rashad Penny. Uh, last week as well. Uh, but yeah, if you're talking standard leagues, the fact that he is going to get that red zone work, I think 
helps. Uh, is he my? He's certainly not my favorite player, but uh, at this point in the season, right? Like, what does your waiver wire look like? Uh, maybe Jermichael Hasty's kind of floating out there with all the injuries. Well, uh, Jermichael Hasty, do you think that's a better pickup than Adrian Peterson? Because I think that's a question we're going to get. Yeah, I think I think it may be. Truthfully, you know that you know that San Francisco wants to run the football, he right? Can catch the football as well, uh, and the fact that both uh, Eli Mitchell and Jeff Wilson are, are potentially out here with injuries. Uh, I saw that they were bringing in uh, some people today to like sort of try out and maybe sign on as as a backup. But sorry, uh, Adrian Peterson's taken. You can't have him. Right. So I think Hasty is uh, is possibly uh, maybe a better pitch. Maybe a better pickup this week. Yeah, so Jamichael Hasty, someone to keep on your radar, guys. Um, as and of course, the two probably biggest running backs, if they're available, Dontrell Hilliard and Donta Foreman. And and uh, you know, do, here's so that leads into my next question. Do we trust Julio Jones? I mean, I'm getting so many Julio Jones questions, and all I can think is I wouldn't touch Julio Jones unless it's DFS because right. even if he plays, like how much is he going to play? Is he going to be on a snap count or is he just going to pull a Julio Jones and, you know, play for the first quarter, catch a couple of balls and then like limp off to the side. And I'm not disparaging Julio. He's got some health issues. He's got some body issues. It's cool. But as far as counting on him for your week 14 for a must win matchup, I mean, I can't see doing it. And so if it were you, would you start, Chase Claypool on Thursday night over Julio Jones. I think I might. Uh, Minnesota's defense uh, has not been very good, right. uh, especially against the pass this year uh, as well. So while I question Big Ben and the offense there in Pittsburgh at times, you know, like you like you said, I mean, Julio gets on the field, he makes one cut, and he's out, right? And and I just trust that right. Claypool can be able to stay healthy. Uh, and be a bit more, have the opportunity at least to be a bit more productive. You know, I understand the hype in the matchup as well. You know, you see reports, oh, Julio looks great. Everybody's happy to get him on the field. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, they were throwing at Chester Rogers and, and Des Fitzpatrick and, you know, Westbrook Aquino. Of course they want Julio back on the field. It, it gives them some level of depth to their offense. Um, but for how long, it, it's hard to trust. So I would much rather put my, my stock in Claypool this week than Julio. And again, this matchup for the Titans is very soft. It's Jacksonville and they, uh, although they can dominate Buffalo, um, yeah. but it is Jacksonville. <laughs> so Everybody we thought Tony Michelle scored right, you know? 22 PPR points against them last week. So I think Dontrell Hilliard and uh, Donta Foreman are in the conversation yeah. for this week as well. Um, so Julio Jones or KJ Osborne? Oof. Um... I'm probably going to lean Julio on that one. Listen, I get the the, the fact that Osborne's going to have the opportunity here, uh, but you can also run it. Listen, this Pittsburgh defense is not good. Uh, it's not the Pittsburgh right. defense of old. You, in terms of DVOA, uh, I think they're like a bottom 10 team in both run and pass uh, defense here. So uh, whether it's Alexander Madison or maybe even a Dalvin Cook now, consider questionable uh, to play this week. I think Minnesota's going to lean pretty run heavy. They're going to throw to Justin Jefferson. Osborne's a nice you know, a nice receiver there, but I feel like it's just, it's just too big of a risk, right? I think I trust right. the, the potential for Julio and the talent given that matchup against Jacksonville and then Osborne there. I mean, one thing to bear in mind, I know everyone's going absolutely bonkers for KJ Osborne. I think it's a good a good pickup in certain situations, yeah. but Tyler Conklin's actually the third most targeted receiver for that team on the season. He had a 14% target share on this season. And last week when Thielen left, he got nine targets. Osborne got seven. I'm not saying that Tyler Collins is going to have a great game. I'm just saying it's not so obvious that it's going to be KJ Osborne. And as you mentioned, it's a run first team. So I think we have to temper our expectations. A lot of people going really bonkers for Osborne. He could go off. It's a good pickup, but just like temper expectations. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Um, would you play Robbie Anderson or Julio Jones? Um, yeah, that's a tough one because, I mean, you know, we, we know how bad that, you know, Cam Newton did not look good, right? The, in that week before their bye, he even got benched. Atlanta secondary so bad, though. Um, I think I'm going to play Julio. I think I trust Tannehill and Julio more than Cam Newton uh, and Robbie Anderson here. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to ask you about our fantasy hero quarterback, which is Taysom Hill. 
The only quarterback I've ever heard of that can throw four picks and still put up 24.7 fantasy points to finish as a top five quarterback. It's truly, truly ridiculous. And I got to tell you, John, uh, as someone who doesn't have any Taysom Hill, I'm just frustrated because I have Kamara. And uh, he just brings down every other player on the team fantasy-wise. And he doesn't even really help the Saints win either. So it's just a frustrating situation for me. How do you feel like the value is, I mean, we know we have no DeAndre Harris. So if Kamara is playing this week, which we are expecting him to, and by the way, Mark Ingram is on the COVID list, right? right. Yeah. So probably no Mark Ingram. So we should see Kamara, but that doesn't, doesn't, hasn't necessarily added up to a lot when Taysom Hill is under center. Now, if you need to pick up a quarterback for this week to fill in for Jalen Hurts, I mean, I can't think of a more perfect substitute for Jalen Hurts than Taysom Hill. Right. Uh, it's basically the same quarterback. And we saw Taysom Hill run rush for like, what, 101 yards last week. And he's facing uh, a team that's going to give up tons of ground yards. So all of that is is positive. But what am I doing with all my other skill position players? Yeah, listen, I mean, obviously, uh, we got a full practice on of Alvin Kamara today. So, you know, he's definitely going to be good to go in a matchup against the Jacks. And I certainly understand the worry, you know, the idea that uh, mobile quarterbacks generally don't throw the football um, to, uh, you know, running backs. It's kind of, uh, you know, you, they'd rather run than check down, which is, you know, there's plenty of um, articles and stuff like that out there to sort of support that. Um, and if you look at the game logs from last year when Taysom Hill was the quarterback and, and the involvement that Alvin Kamara had, uh, the numbers were largely down, but I kind of want to point out uh, in those games, there's sort of a sort of game flow discrepancies where uh, one of those games was the Denver game where Denver started Kendall Hinton uh, at quarterback, right? They didn't have a need to throw the football in that game. They were just up big. And, and it was the same thing against in a game against, uh, I believe it was Atlanta. Uh, they were up big. They didn't necessarily need to throw, but there was a game in there where um, they were kind of in a back and forth matchup and they had to throw the football and Kamara ended up with 10 targets in that game. Now, matchup against the Jets. Probably not going to be a game where they're going to be back and forth. Wilson did look a little bit better last week, but uh, ultimately this is a game that you're going to try to run on New York. You know, it, it, it is certainly a little bit frustrating because when I do get in the red zone, it feels like it's going to be Taysom Hill and not Alvin Kamara, but uh, if there was ever a game for Kamara to thrive and in return, it would certainly be here against the Jets. Uh, that's That said, like you mentioned, Deontay Harris suspended. Um, I've been kind of a, a Traquan Smith truther here for a few weeks. Um, you know, over the various quarterbacks that they've had, I still think he's somebody uh, that we can take a look at. And I, you know, if you're in a, in a bind, uh, I know Marcus Callaway has seen his his, uh, his uh, ownership numbers drop recently. He could certainly be available uh, in the waiver wires in some of your leagues. I think uh, those are the two receivers uh, that I would be looking to target. They actually released Kenny Stills today, I think it was, or yesterday as well. So uh, Smith and, and Callaway are, are, I think, two guys that are fine. I uh, can't really trust the tight ends here. Uh, and Kamara, you know, obviously if you have him, you have to play him. Yeah, you have to play him if you have Kamara. I certainly hope it's a good game for Kamara. I could use it. Um, I mean, I don't need it. I'm already into the playoffs in that league. I just, it's just kind of a pride thing. Like, I just, I want him to get back on track. Um, yeah, you want, you want him to get the reps, right? So you feel good about him going perfect, forward in the playoffs. Good about him in week 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DeAndre Swift is another one that I would like to see come back. But again, because I don't need him, if, if, if he needs to rest another week, I'm okay with that as long as he comes back strong. Mm-hmm. Next week. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my the issue with Kamara has been like, he hasn't been catching and he hasn't been targeted as he has in years past this year yeah. until just the game or two before he went down with injury. Then finally they were using him that way. And he was, you know, phenomenal, but they were running him into the ground a la Der- Derrick Henry at the beginning yeah. of the season. So he missed out. He missed out on the quarterback that would have been perfect for him with Trevor Simeon, right? Jameis Winston right. is a check down guy. He's someone that looks downfield looks to throw it. So there's not going to be throwing these short passes uh, to Kamara. He gets hurt. So when Simeon's a quarterback, kind of misses that whole stretch. Uh, and then he comes back. And now it's Taysom Hill, a quarterback that would rather use his legs and scramble right. than throw short. So uh, right. we missed our, our big window here, Jen, uh, for where Kamara would have been uh, heavily involved in that passing offense. Yeah, super disappointing. But, you know, I guess it is what it is. So hopefully not too bad of news for Alvin Kamara. Eddie, jump in here. Do you have any questions for John while we've got him? I do. The only uh, I have a tight end question because uh, the Patriots on by have been running with Hunter Henry has been pretty mm-hmm. solid. I know you uh, you guys have brought him up a little bit here in the show. Tyler Conklin, would you start him or maybe Jared Cook with the Chargers uh, 
you know, with a lot of guys missing now seems to be uh, because of COVID. What's the what's the play there? Yeah, it, it's tough that Conklin obviously has that early game uh, because you would love to have the information there on Williams and Allen come Sunday and, and know uh, who's available, right? So I think given what we know ahead of us, I'm going to go Conklin here. Um, you know, if, if we ended up finding out that Allen and Williams weren't going to be able to play, Cook certainly uh, would be the, probably the more appealing option. Uh, but you just don't have that information. Come Sunday, those two guys could be active, and then you kind of have Cook at a depressed value. But at least you know Conklin's there, so that's the way I would go this week. Yeah, that's probably the safer play. I mean, Conklin also tied for red zone targets on the season with yeah. Hunter Henry and Mark Andrews. And 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 the way that they use Adam Thielen, right, right. with that huge wingspan – and he's always the touchdown guy. Well, that yep. fits Conklin a lot better than say KJ Osborne is like five eleven. So I think just the way they use that, um, I kind of like Tyler Conklin for an anytime touchdown. It's it's probably pays pretty well, plus two fifty on most sports books. I think it's plus two ten over on SI Sportsbook if you happen to be in Colorado and you can place it there. But in you know, if you're placing it in Jersey, maybe DraftKings, somewhere like that. I, I kind of like that call. So I think Conklin's a decent play. But man, if there is no Mike Williams and no Keenan Allen, yeah. and Pimbo, are you going to take the Giants if they're both out no. against the spread in the points? No, I would not. There's under no circumstances would I ever take the Giants for probably anything. So, uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Though, if there was ever a week, I guess to play Saquon Barkley would be this week, right? Uh, Chargers 30th in DVOA against the run. Uh, you know, and they have what Jake Fromm, I think, is their quarterback this week. So, uh, you know, just handoff city here. Speaking of Saquon Barkley, what do we do with him next year? Next year, uh, you're going to get great value on him is what I'll say. Uh, he's yeah. probably going to go probably like the third round, uh, and you're going to be able to scoop him up, and you hope that there's either uh, an offensive change. You, you saw the reports today that you know one of the three teams Russell Wilson would be willing to go to was the Giants. Uh, Danny Dimes certainly isn't the answer there. Did I can see, see Joe Judge getting fired at the end I of the season and just sort did of see that. And I do not understand that. Is it just because he wants to live in a penthouse on Fifth Avenue? Like oh, New York, hundred percent. It's the New York lifestyle. Even though it's what I mean, even in New York, they're still in New Jersey, aren't they? I don't know. They're in New about. Jersey, and they yeah, share the stadium with the Jets. And like, right. you have to get on a bus or a train to get there, and it's like this long walk. It's like it's not glamorous. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's, but it, it is. It's the New York sort of appeal there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if he ends up being the quarterback, you know, Barkley probably gets bumped up a little bit more. But for after sure. all the injuries that he's gone through, the inconsistencies with the Giants offense, their struggles, yeah, he's going to be a guy that you're going to see drop in drafts. And, he, and listen, he look at his past game usage these last couple of games. He still has that ability in PPRs to, to sort of be a league winner, quote-unquote, here. But it's just he can't get it done in the running game, and their, their offense isn't scoring. So, um, I, you know, it, it's weird to say you're a little bullish on a player like Barkley, but – I think next year, yeah, if things change drastically in that offense, uh, there's a reason to support it. Oh, we're getting news in that in addition to being in concussion protocol, 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell also underwent an MRI on his knee that came back and showed what head coach Kyle Shanahan termed as an irritation. That's from Adam Schefter. Not looking good for Mitchell. So, yeah, bump hasty up on those waiver claims that that could really save you this weekend because as – John mentioned San Francisco loves yeah. to so run the ball. The only guy they got is him and Kyle Juszczyk, right? So, I mean, they're going to – they need somebody to run the football. That's it. John, overall number one pick next year, Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I think it has to be. Um, you know, the, the fact that he's even more involved in the passing game a little bit this year. Uh, everybody was very worried about Naeem Hines. who got that contract extension. They said they wanted to use him more, and then they started throwing to him uh, right out of the gate. And it was like, oh, man, what's going on with Jonathan Taylor? Well – the Colts would be dumb if this, at this point they don't just completely turn the offense basically around him, make him that three down back, utilize him in both the running and the passing, game, which he's clearly capable of doing. Um, so, yeah, I think you'll get a couple of years out of him as probably the top two running back options. I still think you'll see Dalvin Cook uh, right up there um, in that grouping as well. I, you know, CMC, you know, I've seen a lot of chatter on Twitter about what do we do with McCaffrey next year if he's, if he's healthy and going into the year. I mean, listen. The games that he's been healthy for this year, he's been phenomenal. He came back for two games, uh, and he yeah. put up over 25 fantasy points. Both of them gets hurt again. You know, so it's not like he's, uh, you know, it's not like Saquon. When Saquon comes back, and he's just not really doing anything. Right. He doesn't look explosive. He's struggling. No, seems he comes back, he looks great. He gets hurt again. So it's a durability factor, not really a performance factor with him. So, uh, yeah, he may fall into, like, the middle of the first round, but 
yeah, I think Taylor and, and Cook are going to be up there. And who knows? Maybe if the if the Steelers revamp their entire offensive line and a new quarterback comes in Pittsburgh, uh, Najee Harris sort of has the everything you like about a running back in fantasy. Uh, the, the total volume of touches, his ability in the passing game, you know, to make that sort of like number one overall type impact. And of course, next year we'll get back Cam Akers, we'll get back J.K. Dobbins, and mm-hmm. and we don't know how they'll be, but that that's kind of enticing. I mean. I think maybe the most exciting thing about Jonathan Taylor is just how sturdy and durable he's been. And right now that's all anybody wants to hear because you're even adding an extra game to this NFL season. These Mm -hmm. guys are just taking more and more wear and tear. And when you're drafting running backs in fantasy football, it's difficult. It's difficult to take that first round running back and then see them go out and miss half the season. That's it. That's what we saw a lot. You know, a lot of people who were talking down Derrick Henry this year talked about the volume over the last few years. And if he's going to be able to sustain that workload, they kept on giving him the football all season. And then what happens? You know, he breaks his foot. Now it's, you know, it's a, is it because of the volume or is it unlucky? You know, was it just one of those things that happened right. or was it that he's carried the football so much that his body just couldn't handle it anymore and kind of broke down on him. So I personally think it's just bad luck, but I think it's bad luck too. Listen, but yeah. I mean, will, will time will tell if next year he has the, the issue again. I hate, hate that it's a foot problem. Uh, you know, guys like that, you've seen, uh, you know, Julio Jones struggle with his feet, you know, when he breaks the bone and he keeps on having problems with it. And the same thing with a running back, you get that, you get that Liz Frank or that broken foot there. Try to push off on it. He's a massively strong man. I can't imagine the pressure that he puts when he's running on his feet and, and pushing off and making cuts. Uh, and if his if his feet are able to withstand that, now that they've been you know weakened a little bit, so uh, something to watch. But you know him, you know Nick Chubb, guys like that who, who generally get a lot of carries, uh, people to watch for sure. Speaking of Derrick Henry, I have him in a league where we have no IR. And we have no trades and we cannot make any moves after this week. I have held him. Do you think there's any chance I get him back for a game? And do you think there's, there's other players, by the way, that might be in situations like mine that should go ahead and target, you know, maybe an injured player coming back, maybe a Will Fuller. I don't know. Is there anyone out there that maybe they should consider if they have the depth for week 16, 17? Yeah, not Fuller necessarily. I just don't know really really fits in that offense. Um, I don't think come back. The Henry one's so tough because you know, they've talked about him coming back maybe for like the last week or so of the season to like get him ready for the playoffs. So if that's the case and he comes back in your championship week as his first game back, they're not going to give him 25 carries, right? They're going to give him 10, you know. And Are you sure? I mean, I would think so. I mean, I that's know. what they should do, but like they should have been monitoring his carries all year. Yeah, I mean, no, no arguments here, but I, you know, I can't imagine uh, them immediately throwing him back in into a massive workload unless it's you know they're in a bu- playoff bubble maybe or something like that. Um, so that's my worry. My my worry is people holding on to him, coming back for this week, starting him, and then he doesn't give you what you're expecting, and then it, it hurts you in the playoffs. Uh, you know, that that's sort of my my biggest worry. Um, with that. So I, I probably, you know, if you're in a league, you know, where there's maybe somebody that you could pick up and drop Henry, I, you know, if it's, if it's a, a necessary move for you, then I'd be okay making that move. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with your roster, if you're comfortable with your roster, just hold on to him, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. Maybe he comes back earlier. Maybe you get better reports out of it and you can kind of go there, but definitely being in a league format like that uh, puts you in a little bit of a bind there, Jen. I'm, I'm, I'm so sad about it. I mean, we, I had on that team, Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor and Robert Woods. You and I were both big Woods fans. We talked a lot, talked about it a lot, getting a great value. And uh, well, he just didn't necessarily have the season we had hoped for. Cooper cup kind of took a lot of that. I mean, he was still a durable wide receiver too. Uh, So uh, tough that we both lost him there. Yeah, those two losses, I was out in front. Now I'm like in third, and now it's just a little more like I look at my team and I'm like, oh, this yeah. doesn't look good. But again, this is a league, no trades, no pickups after this. So everybody's probably in the same situation yeah. as me. But you know what this boils down to in Pimba. This is Adam Ronis's league, the GST. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. most importantly, I have to get my revenge on Howard Bender this year. Well, I mean, any time you can have the opportunity to beat Howard and then rub it in a little bit, I mean, you got to take it, right? Well, look, he beat me in the finals last year in a, in a pathetic, I think we both scored like under 100 points. And so I'm, I'm really hoping for another showdown. And But this time I, I got to win it. And I'm kind of, I might need Derrick Henry back to do it. I don't know. Um, yeah, but Jonathan Taylor hopefully will be my stud and DJ Moore. I hope. 
Hey, more the targets have been there for more. You know, that's the one yeah. thing. That's the one encouraging thing, at least. You know, where well, while Can hasn't been great, uh, the double digit targets are getting from more and, and a great matchup this week against Atlanta. Um, you know, I, I've been I've been staring at him a lot in DFS uh, this week because he's right in that like mid tier price point uh, where I think he could honestly you know return high value. Uh, assuming Cam comes out of this body and has a little bit better grasp of what they want to do with their offense. What's the John and Pimba special this week? Oh man, you know, <laughs> that is actually a great question. Uh, I've kind of, I love, you're the Cowboys fan here, so I need, I need to be either talked into it or talked out of it here. Okay. Um, Amari Cooper on DraftKings is just $5,900, right? It's Washington. It's a matchup that you should be able to throw against, but he just hasn't been good. Right. So, you know, I know Gallup is back. Lamb has been the guy that's been uh, the highly targeted one. Schultz worked his way in there. But the fact that Zeke is not either 100 percent or they're limiting him, you know, Pollard gets his touches here. I look at that price and I look at Dak's price as well. And I'm looking at. And Dak has specifically dominated Washington. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the one that I've had my eye on because that price just doesn't look right. And I know the production kind of dictates where he's, why he's being priced there. But, you know, this is a guy that, you know, we've seen have big games this season. Uh, and it's one of the lowest uh, prices that we've, you know, we've seen on him this, this year. Um, you know, so that, that aspect, I kind of, it was the first one that I was looking through the player list and kind of stuck out to me. He's like, Oh, all right. 5,900 Cooper, you know, so it, maybe, maybe that one makes the entire specialist, but, uh, we got a little Cowboys bit more Cowboys and back a little Ricky Seals Jones, who's probably also well priced. Right. Maybe plug a little Antonio Gibson in there because he owns the Cowboys. He had the volume, all the volume for Gibson. Listen, a, a guy that went in from there. having like fractured shins for the entire season, <laughs> and out of the last four weeks, he's gone over twenty carries, I think three times. And uh, they're targeting you know, him now, finally. And they're thrown to him. Yeah. No, I saw that that McKissick was back in the field this uh, at practice today. You know, I wonder if. I, I wish they wouldn't, but I, I wonder if that cuts into some of his uh, his passing game work there for Gibson. But uh, Wait, remember, two games ago, McKissick had the two touchdowns, and they yeah. were targeting Gibson. It's like they right. swapped their roles. Right. It was amazing. I mean, good for them. Like, go for it. Um, Frustrating, though. Uh, yeah, it, 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 we know we know on my bench. this guy. So if his legs are feeling good enough to run the ball twenty five plus times and catch the ball six times. Use them. This is your weapon. You now, Hineke is fine, but he's he's not a guy that's going to win you a football game. You need to utilize the skill position players around you, and Gibson is a game changer, I think, in this offense. And we're finally starting to see that a little bit for them. I know they didn't score a bunch of points last week, uh, but the fact that they're featuring Gibson as much as they are now, I'm hoping that they're start, starting to realize uh, that this is the best way for them to win is to try to control clock. You know, they, we had, they had that, what, 10-minute drive against Tampa Bay to close out that game? I mean, that's how they have to win these games. They need to control clock, run the ball at Gibson, get four first downs, keep their defense, you know, kind of off the field as well because uh, they, they lost their best pass rusher, their secondary suspect. Um, I, I'm with you there. I think Gibson is another great play this week. I dig it. I dig it. Okay, any final last words of advice as we head into the last week before playoffs? Yeah, like I said, you know, just just be prepared, you know, and, and, and make sure that you're not overreacting to certain news and situations. Be confident in the players that you drafted. Be confident in the players that you have set. Uh, so many times you hear something happen where, uh, like we're talking this weekend, and, oh, Mike Williams and, uh, and Keenan Allen may not play, so you're going to go pick up a Jalen Guyton or a Josh Palmer and then maybe start them over somebody that's been more productive, more consistently productive this week because you think there's – an opportunity for them to produce, but there's a lot of risk involved there. And if you're in a spot where you're you know, trying to make the playoffs, you know, I don't necessarily think that that's the move uh, that's going to go ahead and do it for you. So just be smart with your roster decisions. Try not to overreact uh, to the news that comes out. I agree a hundred percent. You guys, you've been listening to the voice of John and Pimba co-host of alarm after hours on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio. John, tell everybody where they can find you. Cause everybody's going to want to give you a follow. Yeah. Give me a, uh, at J and Pemba seven, seven, seven over on Twitter. I'm always there answering questions and you can definitely uh, help you guys out this week. John and Pimba, one of the best in the biz and a really good person too. Oh, and recently engaged. So I haven't I talked to you since uh, to tell you congratulations. And Thank by you. the way, that ring is spectacular. So she, she likes I, it very did much. you do that by yourself? I did. Yeah. I designed that myself. I went in, had a consultation and kind of picked it all together. So 
I'm super impressed. Like, I, I mean, I'm proud of myself yeah. for that as well. So it's a, uh, you know, it's good. So. Good, good. I'm so happy. Thank you for joining us, John. I hope you'll come back sometime. Oh, uh, anytime I'll, you'll have me on, Jen, I'll be here. Thanks, John. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. That was John and Pimba, you guys, at JMPimba777 on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's amazing. Um, and he's very generous with his time and his advice. And he also has a podcast, um, the Fantasy Alarm podcast as well. So check that out. Um, he does DFS. He does gambling. He does all sports, too, not just football. Like, he's phenomenal at basketball and really, really good at baseball, too. So just really an awesome person to get to know and a really, really nice guy. So... That was fun. Let's um, let's talk very quickly about waiver wire pickups, and then let's get to your questions. Um, we have a few. I know that there are fewer and fewer people needing to listen because as the playoffs go along, maybe you're you're being eliminated or you're already set. But I want you to know that as we go along, we're also going to start giving you some advice for how to play player props and also um, how to win money to bet games and how you can interact those two, like the, your fantasy teams and the player props, how they're actually really related and how you actually know a lot more about how to bet than you realize because of how much you know about fantasy football. And also, I want to teach you guys slowly. You can check out my articles on si.com, how to use the sports books to help you make really informed fantasy football decisions too. So... Um, we have some questions coming in. Let's hit the waiver wire really quick. Quarterbacks, Taysom Hill, Taylor Heineke, you can stream. I'm comfortable streaming Big Ben this week as well, if you need to, but this is only in two quarterback leagues or if you don't have Jalen Hurts. Um, Donta Foreman, we talked about. Hilliard, uh, AP, Adrian Peterson. Those are your running back targets. Russell Gage, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, a very good one with a very favorable schedule down the stretch. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I like mostly for weeks 16 and 17. Just stash him on your bench for now and watch him. Don't like these matchups coming right up. Devonta Parker, someone you might want coming back from injury. Ricky Seals-Jones, we talked about. Cole Komet for this weekend, an excellent streamer. And Tyler Conklin, a streamer for this weekend as well. Let's run to, uh, let's get to our questions. All right, let's do it. And uh, Jen, we have so much to plug here because we have our Twitch channel, YouTube, right. Facebook, and, and Twitter. Twitter still works. So uh, thank you to those who, who I finally <laughs> forgot the Twitter live thing. No more Periscopes. Twitter live. Found the comment here. Um, so our first question I'll take from our, our Twitter live here is at jacoby64nyg uh, with the Giants logo as the avatar. I got to say, pal, I feel for you. It's it's tough. Um <laughs> Quarterback question, though, right now, with Aaron Rodgers not practicing this Wednesday, am I safe waiting for Rodgers, uh, or should I start uh, Derek Carr? Thanks. I think you're safe waiting for Rodgers. Um, I mean, always make sure that there's someone else on the wire, but I, I'm really not concerned about Rodgers, and I think he particularly wants to own the Bears, so I'm not too concerned. Although Derek Carr, you know, he didn't do so well versus Kansas City last time. I think he'll be much better this time. So it's just your risk aversion. I would wait for Rodgers personally, as long as there was someone I could start on Sunday, that wasn't the worst. Maybe you have a backup of Taylor Heineke, for instance, you could grab it the last minute. All right. Well, actually, before we get over to our Twitter questions in, I do have a quick one. I'll throw it there. Cause I haven't seen any, uh, with these players names involved here. Uh, James Connor kind of going back to the committee cause Chase Evan returns AJ Dillon kind of played his way into a committee. If you had to go, you know, which one would you start between those two? Cause I know that obviously Jim Connor, tons of touchdowns, but AJ Dillon's been having a few solid weeks in a row. Obviously Aaron Jones coming off the MCL injury. Which one do you feel more confident in if you had to start one? That is a great question. Let me just see. I, I mean, I think I would go James Connor just That's because of his touchdowns, but I do think that AJ Dillon is going to have more of a heavier share than okay. he has in the past. The, the issue is, I think James Connor is going to continue to lead this backfield. I don't think there's a real threat from Chase Edmonds coming back from injury. Not really. It's certainly not for your red zone threats, not at all for the red zone threats. All right, cool. Well, I'll stop hogging. So thanks again to all those who uh, tweet at Extra Points Pod, obviously at Jen Piacenti, at Edward L. Murphy, we'll answer them there. Uh, Facebook page, YouTube page, Twitch page, all Extra Points Pod. But now let's get to the tweets questions. Um, should I drop Tevin Coleman for Trevor Simeon just in case something happens to Taysom Hill? 
I have Foreman to start this weekend instead. I don't need Coleman next week because matchup stinks until week 16. Um, so I guess the question is, should they drop Tevin Coleman for Trevor Simeon in case of Taysom Hill injury? No, Taysom Hill completely practiced this week. I just don't see that happening. Um, I mean, I guess for the future, I'm not sure how much upside there is at Trevor Simeon either. So, I, I mean, I probably wouldn't bother. Uh, next question is, uh, who would you start in a standard league between uh, Julio Jones uh, or Devontae Freeman? Uh, actually, it looks like Odell Beckham as well. So Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, or Devontae Freeman? The answer is Devonta Freeman because Cleveland Browns have actually kind of stunk versus the run. Um, actually, they've surrendered the ninth most fantasy points to running backs across the past four contests they've played. Next question uh, here is uh, Marvin Jones or Julio Jones. Uh, Boyd, Higgins, uh, St. Brown, all available. T Higgins. Yes, they have T Higgins in their roster. Also have, uh, they said, uh, Boyd and St. Brown are available in the league. So, oh. yeah, I would probably go. So who am I deciding between, between Boyd, Mar- or Marvin, St. Brown, jo- Marvin Jones and, and Julio. Julio Jones? Yeah. I'd probably go Tyler Boyd. Okay. And looks like it's our last question here. It's a standard league has to pick two between Hopkins, Elijah Moore, Gallup, or Terry McLaurin. Standard. So anytime we're talking standard, we're looking for touchdowns. Uh, So I'm going to go Hopkins and McLaurin. I think they're the most likely to find the end zone. By the way, if you're in a standard league, it is the absolute easiest place to cheat by using a sports book. All you do, if it's Sunday morning and you can't decide, is you go over to your favorite sports book and you look at the odds. And whoever has the biggest minus number or the lowest plus number, that's who you put in your lineup because they have crunched those numbers a thousand times and they want to make money. So you want to figure out who they think is most likely to get in the end zone and play that guy in a standard league. It's a little more tricky, of course, than PPR leagues. There's more to consider. But for standard leagues, it's kind of an easy place to use the sports book cheek if you can't decide. Um, So that's great. Now. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. In addition to this, we want to make sure that we are interacting with you guys every week. And I'm so excited that you guys have been submitting questions every week and we've been interacting and I want you to continue to do that down the stretch. We are not stopping. We are helping you all the way through the playoffs and tune in live whenever you can. We will get to your questions, but even better play with us on extrapoints.com arcade. You may notice every Sunday morning, we tweet out a graphic with all of our picks um, against the spread. I also want to put a caveat. We make our picks on like Thursday morning. So a lot of times, a lot of things change between Thursday and Sunday. So don't hold us, you know, our feet to the fire too much. If like suddenly someone like Aaron Rodgers isn't playing and we picked Green Bay, right? So, you know, give us a little break there. Um, that That is fun to play. You, on the other hand, can make changes to your picks all the way to the last minute. So you have the advantage over us. Come play and come beat us. Win an extra points, Golden Cat. But I have to tell you, one of our podcasters won it this week. Megan Gailey of Megan Fun of Sports. Check out that new podcast if you haven't. It's a couple of Megans having a lot of fun. They have, they have more fun than we do, Eddie. I was watching some of their videos. Well, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's my fault because, Jen, you were pulling all the way. I got to be more fun. I do produce that show, too. So maybe I got to, I gotta you know, uh, take a little slack from that show and bring it over here. But, yeah, Megan uh-huh. won the Golden Hat. And I was also tasked with uh, with a few other fellows in the company to ship out the Golden Hats. And I got to be honest, like, I, I kind of wanted to steal one and take one away from one of our, mm-hmm. uh, our winners, but, but no, I will, I will be uh, honest. I will box them up. I will, I will ship them out. And it's actually super fun this uh, week or this month rather with uh, obviously December and the holidays coming up. We have a brand new December prop culture, uh, really cool quiz here with the Mariah Carey, Christmas song questions. We have Spider-Man, uh, you know, no way home questions. We have uh, succession questions, uh, other Christmas related stuff. So a lot of fun things. Obviously we have your NFL picks, NFL props too. So it's another fun month here at extrapoints.com slash arcade. We need to get a collage of like all the winners and like their gold caps. And then maybe like have us in there with like our army green ones being yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I think we got to do that. Um, but we have more, we have more guys, more, more to plug extrapoints.com slash shop. You can buy all the cool memorabilia you want. You can get a cool extra points t-shirt. 
because it's your favorite podcast network and they have them in really cool lady sizes too. You can get a minus three t-shirt. They have long sleeves. You can get a waiver wired sticker. So you can have ridiculous cartoon gen stickers if you want. I mean, I got a couple for like my notebook and stuff. Probably my dad did too. So we probably sold three. <laughs> um, check those out because 20% of the proceeds go to no child hungry. No kid hungry. No, no, kid, hungry. Hungry. no, kid, no hungry. kid hungry. No kid hungry. No kid hungry. So uh, help us give back and uh, spread a little love at the holiday season. That's really important to us to share uh, all the joy we have, all the winnings we have, all the success we have. We want to share and, and have no kid hungry. And then finally, Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bull. Presented by Stiefel. Ticks on sale now for only $32. Utah State versus San Diego State. Uh, so that's Mountain West versus Pac-12. Saturday, December 18th, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Why are we... Who's this Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel guy? You heard of him? Uh, Sal just started talking about him recently, yeah. but uh, he must be doing something important, and he, and he got his name attached to this uh, this bowl game. It's going to be Weird. pretty fun. Two good teams this year. Uh, you know, it's it's in a brand new stadium. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that one, and uh, hopefully, we get to go. Yeah. So you guys, lots of fun stuff happening over at extrapoints.com slash arcade. Come play, have fun with us, join the club. Uh, a lot of really nice guys, and Sal too. Just kidding. I didn't mean that, Sal. I feel so bad. Sal texted me Sunday morning, asked me Carson Wentz or Derek Carr. And I was like, I don't know, Derek Carr. And they both stunk, felt terrible. But what you going to do? All right, everybody. If you have any more questions, feel free to send them my way at Jen Piacenti, at Edward L. Murphy, at Extra Points Pod. We're here to get you through to that championship. We're going to help you win. And as I said, if for any reason uh, you don't make it to the playoffs, that's cool. Don't worry. We're going to help you win your bets. That's what we're here for, Extra Points Network. And you will be surprised how dominant you can be sports betting because of all the knowledge you have from fantasy football. So you do not have to stop playing. This season goes on and on and on. And after that, I'm going to trick you guys all into loving baseball. I make it my mission in life. You're all going to become baseball fans. And, uh, that's my goal for 2022. So you guys have a great week. Any more questions, feel free to re reach out. We'll be here again next week, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live. We will take your questions. We have another fantastic guest. You don't want to miss it. So tune in next week. And in the meantime, enjoy the football.